What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hi, everyone. My name is Sue, and animals like me very much because I understand their language. In fact, this is not an innate gift. Soon you will know where I learned it. When I was about seven, I realized that I could understand animals and vice versa. My parents and I were visiting friends of our family. They lived in a huge farmhouse. Of course, I could not resist the rabbits, horses, and the baby chicks, so I hung out with them almost all day. Once, I realized that a watchdog named Wind had been having a headache for a pretty long time already, and he asked me to take him to the vet. How could I understand that? I have no idea. Telepathically, I guess? I could have taken it for a childish fantasy and simply ignored the dog's complaints, but I decided to tell the adults about the dog's problem. My parents gave me a very strange look and felt awkward. It didn't seem funny for their friends, though. They started asking me for how long he'd been suffering from pain and why he hadn't told them about it before. And how was this dog supposed to tell them about it? But that was not the point. It turned out that about a month ago, the owners noticed something strange in Wynn's behavior. This kind and even-tempered dog turned into an aggressive badass. Moreover, he behaved like that not only with the other animals, but also with the owners who attributed everything to the poor fellow's age. That night, they took Wynn to the vet, who delivered the verdict. The dog was healthy. He was very surprised when the owner insisted on examining the dog's head. As a result, Wynn was diagnosed with a very serious and unpleasant disease, but it was successfully cured. He keeps guarding the farm and is very thankful for my help. By the way, the horses on that farm asked to tell the owner that they did not like the new feed, and they asked for the old one back. I was a complete stranger to them, and I had no idea what they were being fed with, and I never wanted to know that. However, I was right even about that. The new feed appeared in the stable less than a week ago, and the horses could barely eat it. After that, I decided to contact the animals more often in order to find out if I could understand them for real, and what such communication could really bring. But my decision was not that important because cats, dogs, and even birds came to me on their own will and shared their problems and thoughts. One day, a cat named Martin came up to me on the street. He went out for a walk. He told me to change my route because there was something scary going on in front of the bank. He told me there were a lot of police. Some women were shouting and children were crying. I didn't want to ruin my plans because of the cat. I was in a huge hurry for my friend's birthday party, so I just kept walking. Martin trailed behind me, grumbling that women were very stubborn and that our logic was twisted. He asked me to change my mind and go back, and I asked him to back off and do his own thing. When I finally got to the bank, I heard shots and saw that the street was surrounded by police. I actually heard women and children crying. I whipped around, grabbed Martin, and ran away. We sat in the nearest alley, and I decided to ask him how we communicated. Could he explain it to me? He said that this was his first time, too. Normally, 
people could not understand him at all. Martin and I became friends after that. When he went for a walk, he dropped in and called on me. We could wander about the streets and talk about life for hours. We often met other cats who were very surprised that I could understand the cat language. By the way, cats have their own mindset and they are all very different, just like people. They can be open and kind, but they can also be feisty and aggressive. I don't know how, but soon the journalists found out about me and decided to interview me. They asked if I knew where I got this ability from and when I found out about it. I replied that I did not know, but most likely it was just my feature. I couldn't wait for my interview to come. I wanted to see myself on TV and record the broadcast to remember it. I also told all my friends and acquaintances on which channel and what time the program would be, so I was not the only one who couldn't wait for it. And there it was, the long-awaited broadcast, which immediately surprised me with its name. The topic of the show was Experience Stress Revealed Her Incredible Ability. Hmm, that's strange. What stress were they talking about? I didn't remember telling them anything like that. In fact, I never complained about my life because I thought that I was very lucky with my parents. I thought maybe there was going to be an additional story in the show. When the show started, I was shocked right away because there was a photo of a little girl in a doghouse in the opening. Have they really decided to make me a laughingstock by comparing me to a dog? I thought and started to worry about how that would make me look to my friends. However, the reality was much worse. At the very beginning of the show, the TV host started to tell a story about little Sue who had experienced great stress. She was three when tragedy struck. Her father was killed in a shootout and her mother took her little daughter to a village where they started to live in a small private house. Nobody knew what happened to her mother when she disappeared, but one day Sue was found in a doghouse together with a stray dog and her puppies. The girl turned into Mowgli, and she was likely to have spent a pretty long time with the animals. She used to eat with them from the bowl that the stray dog brought and used to sleep together with them on the ground. When people found her, she was scared. She did not speak at all, and she was very dirty. However, she got along well with dogs. Have you already guessed that it's about me? I did not believe it at first. I was hoping it was not me, but some other girl. But yes, it was about me. And then a reporter said that soon after I had been sent to the orphanage, people came to adopt me. Those were my current parents. They taught me to eat using silverware, talk, and sleep on the bed. I managed to catch up with the children of my age in terms of developmental level. I learned how to use modern conveniences, but I kept feeling comfortable with animals. It turned out that I had always been like this. And even when I realized that I could understand animals and vice versa, my parents were not surprised at all because I had been raised by animals for some time. They always knew about that, but they did not tell me anything about it, just as they hid my origin from me. I never thought that I was adopted. That was a real shock for me. After the show, my phone was ringing off the hook. I got a pile of messages from my friends and classmates asking me what it all meant. They even felt sorry for me. At that time, I was not ready to answer any questions and simply turned off my phone but I had a lot of questions for my parents. 
They also saw the show, but at that time they were at work, so they came home with a prepared speech. They confirmed the words of the reporter that I was just like Mowgli. They admitted that I was adopted and that I used to live with dogs. And they said that they had no idea that the journalists would do such a deep dive. They were hoping to keep the secret of my origin at least until the legal age. And then my mom and dad asked me to forgive them. To be honest, I didn't understand why I should forgive them. I wasn't angry at them. I just wanted to know the details of my early childhood and about my life before I became part of this family. And of course, I was dying to know where my mother was. My parents agreed to help me find her, but unfortunately, that turned out to be impossible. She was still listed as missing. We found out only that she used to work as a dog handler until my father died. It meant that I got that love for animals not only because I was close to them, but also genetically from my biological mother. By the way, after the show, people started asking me to talk to their pets and help understand them. It began to bring me some money. Sometime after the show, a lot of people simply turned away from me, but some kept supporting me, and I needed time to digest the information received and make it clear in my head. The news was very sudden and unexpected. However, I've recently realized that I cannot change the past, and it's good that I don't remember anything from my early childhood. But if I have a unique opportunity to understand animals, I must use it. Maybe this is my chance to become famous and to make my contribution to science. Would you like to understand the language of animals? And if you had such an ability, how would you use it? Hi everyone, my name is Cassie, and I'm so perfect that all the boys lose their heads over me. However, at some point, all that changed. Well, I'm so perfect that I shine brighter than the sun. I mean, there's got to be a reason why all guys lose their head over me, and probably their vision, because I'm a real dazzler. Every one of them dreams of being my boyfriend, and I'm hoping amongst all this mighty crowd to find the one who will also dazzle me with his brilliance, and ideally with some diamonds. Boys fight for my attention all the time. I'm used to it. Once, two boys even did a motorbike race for me. I sat bored in the bleachers of the stadium, painting my nails while they rode around. I have no idea what they were trying to accomplish. I left the stadium immediately after a local rich kid texted me. Oh, you have no idea how long I've been on the hunt for him. For the first time in my life, I had to chase someone, instead of turning around and laughing at the poor saps who tried to chase me. But unfortunately, I got my hopes up for nothing when Mark asked me out. He just invited me to a party, and then he just treated me like a friend. But it's better than sitting in the stadium and waiting for two idiots to finish a useless race. Anyway, I was enjoying my life as Miss Perfect. At some point, however, I sensed something wasn't right. In fact, I noticed various prophetic signs as early as this morning. For instance, my hairdryer stopped working. I accidentally broke a nail with a nail file. How is that possible? Well, somehow it is possible. I must have been cursed by some evil nail master spirit. Also, I was in such a hurry to get to school. I wore a shirt that totally didn't match the skirt. At first, I wasn't surprised that the boys weren't paying attention to me. After all, I wasn't in the best shape and they must have noticed my broken nail. However, 
it turned out to be much worse. A new girl came to our school, who wowed absolutely everyone with her beauty. Even Mark, who I'd been chasing. That's when I knew I was screwed. Not only was she more perfect than me, I wasn't even in the best shape that day. And the new Miss Perfect also noticed my broken nail, my flawed hairstyle, and my horrible shirt. Who is that? I asked my classmate. Her name is Rebecca, and she's joining our class. What? She's going to be our classmate? Oh no! As soon as the new girl walked into class, I was afraid that all the guys were going to choke on their drool. How pathetic and ridiculous they look! I decided heavily and sent out a group message that I was inviting everyone to the party on Saturday. After all, I've been in the school longer than Rebecca, and I've built up quite a reputation. Plus, my parties are legendary. But no one showed up on Saturday. I, of course, was outraged, so I tried to find out where everyone had gone. As it turned out, Rebecca was also having a party that day, and everyone went to her place because she had a pool and a cool DJ was playing. This is outrageous! I yelled out. I was so angry, I smashed a carafe full of punch. I couldn't take it anymore, and I went to the party too. I wanted to know what I was being traded for. There was lots of delicious food and drinks. Guys were swimming in the pool, and the DJ was rocking the crowd on the dance floor. Whatever, nothing fancy, just a regular party. Mine would be cooler. When Rebecca approached me with a tray of snacks on it, I gave her an arrogant look and smacked her on the arm. And all the food went flying onto the ground. Who do you think you are? You come to our school and decide you're in charge? No, that's not going to work. I'm in charge. You're nobody and will stay that way if you continue to show off. The new girl started crying. I was pleased with myself for bringing Rebecca to tears. But I didn't expect all the boys to turn against me. The boys immediately started calming her down. Why did you come here? You've only spoiled everyone's mood. Get lost. Their bluntness made me gasp for air. Rebecca was embraced by my admirers. And I was supposed to leave? What? Am I in a parallel universe? I had no other choice. I left the party in tears. The next day, I was in for a real shock. Mark gifted Rebecca a red Porsche. He was moved by the girl's tears that he decided to cheer her up. Happy Rebecca hugged the boy and kissed him on the cheek. While I burned with jealousy and anger. Porsche? Seriously? Just over some tears? If I had known it was that easy, I'd be throwing tantrums for Mark every week. I wanted to throw rotten eggs at that car, but that would probably ruin my reputation even more. Instead, I decided to be friends with Rebecca, and then after, I discovered all her secrets. Destroy her. But as soon as I approached the new girl, she was immediately surrounded by her high school football players, who used to carry me in their arms. Stay away from her. One of them said, I just wanted to talk. You already talked once and made Rebecca cry. We won't let her get hurt. You go near her again, and we won't let you get away with it. Got it? Threatened the other one. Holy crap, are they all crazy? Maybe Rebecca had some kind of magic and put a spell on all the guys. I thought nobody would ever look at me now, but I still had admirers outside of school. So I decided to start dating one of those motorbike guys who did a race in my honor back then. His name was Zach. He won, by the way. We drove up to the supermarket on this awesome motorbike, and we looked great. Right up until the moment when Rebecca and Mark pulled up in their limo. They made us look lame and ridiculous. At the store, 
Mark was buying Rebecca everything she pointed her finger at, and I had to choke down a cheap candy bar because my boyfriend spent most of his money on gas. Hey, I caught Mark by the arm and took him aside. Do you know she's taking advantage of you? Rebecca's a nice girl, and she's not capable of that. You, on the other hand, really liked my money, and you were the one who wanted to take advantage of me, so back off. He pushed me away and walked over to Rebecca holding a brand new purse. No, that's not how it works. If this little upstart thought she could outshine me, she's dead wrong, because I wasn't about to give up without a fight. First, I decided to find out more about who Rebecca was. Luckily, my boyfriend's dad was a cop, so I was able to get some information about her. Turns out, Rebecca and I went to the same primary schools. I immediately remembered an invisible girl who I used to make fun of a lot. No one ever noticed her because all the attention was on me. Was she now determined to get back at me? I also found out that one time, Rebecca got into a serious fight with some girl and her parents got a fine. Hmm, why don't I just get her involved in a fight? Then her reputation would definitely be ruined. Well, why would you do that, Cassie? Zach asked while waxing his bike. I want my reputation back. I want everyone to lose their head over me again. But you already have me. Why do you need others? The guy hugged me and I wanted to scream at his stupidity. What do you mean why? Zach was not the best option. I wanted guys like Mark, not poor guys on motorbikes. You wouldn't understand. It's, you know, a girl thing. I giggled stupidly. The next day, I did my best to provoke Rebecca, but she remained calm. And I was about to say goodbye to my reputation at school forever when I overheard a very interesting conversation. Rebecca was talking to my classmate and telling her how annoying Mark was and that she only puts up with him because of the money. She also added that she's sick of all her followers and that she wanted to steal my boyfriend. Wow, that was unexpected. It's a good thing I filmed the whole thing. I told Zach about it but he wasn't supportive. Well, why don't you post that video for all to see? It'll only help her, and now she's suffering. But then everyone will be disappointed in her and I'll go back to being Miss Perfect. To me, you're already perfect, and I would never look at someone like Rebecca. I don't know why, but his words really impressed me. No one had ever said anything to me like that before, and Zach was able to surprise me and make me feel good without money or gifts. But despite that, I didn't want to back down from my plan. Putting the video online was too easy. What about playing it during our traditional end of school year ball? The effect would be amazing. For me, of course. When I got to the prom, I wasn't surprised to see all the guys hanging around Rebecca. Hardly anyone paid any attention to me. And I was about to get the memory stick to the prom host when I noticed something. Rebecca was reluctantly dancing with every guy and kept looking at me. I noticed the look of dissatisfaction on her face. Well, of course, but I couldn't care less about her, and the new girl just wanted to make me suffer. I looked at the memory stick, smiled, and put it away in my clutch. Zach was right. There's no need to ruin anything, because Rebecca, sooner or later, will ruin everything herself when she gets tired of the circus. I left the ball with a happy look on my face and went to my boyfriend's. So shall we go for a ride on the bike? I asked. Whatever you want, he answered. For the first time, I enjoyed our time together. We went to a secluded place, watched the sunset, and cuddled. At that moment, I didn't care about Mark or my reputation at school, and I certainly didn't care about Rebecca. 
But on the very last day of school, something interesting happened. As I walked down the corridor, I was suddenly attacked from behind. It was Rebecca. She started a fight right in front of everyone. You always piss me off. You drive me crazy now. I've done everything I can to ruin your reputation, and you don't even respond to it. She yelled. Everyone was shocked, and I pulled out one of her tricks and started crying. All the guys immediately ran up to me to console me. Even Mark came to my defense. That was the moment Rebecca destroyed herself and ran away from school in shame. You were right about her, Mark said. I'm sorry I didn't believe you at first. Do you want to go out sometime? He smiled and took my hand. Get lost, I said calmly. I'm not interested in people like you anymore. Everyone was shocked when I blew off this rich kid. I was relieved. I got my reputation back. Mark asked me out on a date, and I had the nerve to reject him in front of everyone. And then there was my boyfriend, Zach, waiting for me outside of school, who wouldn't trade me for any Rebecca. Being perfect is great, and being surrounded by admirers is fine too, but it's more important to be surrounded by people who see more than just your perfect looks. They see your soul. Zach made me realize that, and now I'm happy. Do you consider yourself a perfect person? Write your answers in the comments. I'd be interested in reading them. And be sure to share this video with your friends. I stepped back in fear, thinking I was dead. With my back against the wall, I squeezed my eyes shut and couldn't hold back a scream. Now this huge hot dog was going to kill me for sure. Why did we even come out of the bunker? Hi, my name's Stacy. And I lived in a bunker with my family for 17 years, and it honestly wasn't the best idea to come out of there. But back to me and the killer hot dog, which was reaching out to me. He must have had a gun in there. I screamed even louder, and I think the hot dog himself was scared by my scream. Come on, it's just a flyer for a coffee shop. You don't have to react like that. No, I mean, I know I've pissed off everyone in this neighborhood, but your reaction, miss, is very hurtful, you know. What? You can talk? I asked with a dumbfounded expression, touching a soft hot dog. It's strange. It's made of some kind of material. Pleasant to the touch. Isn't it real? Of course I can. I'm actually a human being too, and you should respect my work. An offended hot dog threw some colorful flyers at my feet and walked away to my loud laughter. I couldn't calm down when I imagined what the whole situation looked like from the outside. And I didn't know people here dressed up in food costumes to promote the food itself. Well, that's not a bad move. I took the flyer and went to the cafe to get my free hot dog. And while I ate the tastiest food in the world, sitting at a table, I thought about my parents who are probably looking all over town for me. We came out of the bunker not long ago. Honestly, I thought I'd spend my whole life in it because mom and dad were terrified of the outside world they always told me it wasn't safe here, and I believed them, even though it made me sad. We had a lot of books in the bunker, and I read them every day, and they were so interesting and exciting. I wanted to see more and more of the outside world every day. But then, something clicked in their heads, and they realized that they couldn't keep me in isolation forever. So when I turned 17, we went out on the surface, and I was blown away by how big and noisy the world really was. Honestly, I was expecting to see vast oceans and pirates. And by the way, I did see them. Except 
They weren't sailing in a huge ship. They were entertaining children near some tall building. I ran up to them with a happy smile. And I told them I wanted to be a pirate too, to look for treasure. The pirate even got confused. And I took away his sword and began to scare the children, thinking that they probably want to take the chest of gold. But the children were not frightened. They laughed and shouted for joy. And one of them even took my sword and bent it. It's not real? I wondered. Of course it isn't real. The pirate grumbled. So you're not a real pirate? I was about to burst into tears. Girl, are you out of the woods? Pirate don't exist since a long time ago. Now go away and don't interfere with children's party. Not only had I been insulted, but I was disappointed in pirates. But that wasn't the worst part. I lost my head so much in joy when I saw the pirates that I ran away from my parents and got lost. At first, panic overwhelmed me and I couldn't breathe. The high-rises were floating in front of my eyes and my head was spinning. But when I calmed down, I realized this was a great chance to explore the real world. I was sure my parents had limited me in many ways. And then, an epic encounter with the hot dog happened, which scared the crap out of me. Because I didn't know that food had learned to walk. But as it turned out, it was just a man who made me try a hot dog for the first time in my life. To be honest, I was getting pretty tired of canned food. When I walked out of the cafe, insanely happy, I almost got hit by a car on the road. Look where you're going! The driver shouted at me. You watch where you're going. Can't you see that the light is red? Girls aren't allowed to cross the road on red. The driver, upon hearing this, wagged his finger at my temple, and I showed him my tongue and crossed the road still, even though other cars were honking their horns. Oh, what strange rules they have. Who decided to discriminate against women and forbid them to cross the road at a red light? But as soon as I stepped back from that rudeness, someone grabbed my arm. Jin, how many times do we have to look for you? We're in the middle of a photo shoot. There was a disgruntled woman standing in front of me I've never seen before in my life. But I didn't. Let's go. Otherwise, Alex will be furious. What's the matter with you anyway? You're dressed like you just got out of the bunker. But I am. That's a good one, Jean. But now is not the time for it. I spent the whole trip trying to explain to the stranger that she'd mistaken me with someone else. But the woman was either on the phone with someone else, or she wasn't paying attention to me. We arrived at some studio. The photographer looked at me unhappily and said I looked terrible. Is everyone here so rude? I got indignant and crossed my arms. You act like it's your first day on the job, girl. Alex snorted. Run and get changed. I don't want to see that trash on you again. They took me to a room with a big mirror, and I got makeup and cool fancy clothes which were more like shapeless rags. How are my clothes any worse? They're even better. What kind of fashion is this? During the photo shoot, Alex kept yelling at me because my posing was awful and I didn't know how else to stand. I wanted to cry and go back to the bunker because my loving parents were waiting for me there, not angry photographers. You're crying too? You're crazy. We're gonna have to do your makeup all over again. I'm not Jin, leave me alone. Have you been out till morning again? You feel very bad if you don't get enough sleep. That's enough, I'm leaving. They tried to stop me. Fortunately, the real Jin appeared in the studio at that time. She stared at me in utter shock. Alex and that woman were also surprised. They'd mistaken their motto with me. However, 
There was no apology from them. They just threw me out, calling me a fraud. How rude people are, after all. After that incident, I sat down on the pavement, and I cried. I was so scared. I was lost and didn't know how to find my parents. I wanted to go back to the bunker. And even though it was cramped and gloomy, it was a normal environment for me and my family. I walked down the street as far as I could see until I met a policeman. Seeing my condition, he asked me what had happened. I told him the details of my situation. He didn't believe me about the bunker, but he promised to find my parents. They took me to the police station where I spent full 24 hours, but it was worth it because the next night, my parents came to pick me up. Stacy, honey, we're so glad we found you. We were so worried. Me too. I hugged mom and dad, and I cried tears of joy. The policeman asked me sternly if it was true that we were living in a bunker. I just wanted to say that it was true. My father interrupted and said, That a bunker is what we call our little provincial town. Later, my parents explained to me that we shouldn't tell outsiders where we lived. Are we going back to the bunker? No, my daughter, my mother said, and she stroked my head. We'll live here now. I was very upset because I didn't like this world at all. In the books, it was different, but in reality, it was noisy and dusty and terribly cruel. Turns out, my parents had an apartment all along. We started living there. At first, it was very hard for me to fall asleep in a soft bed, going out to the store every day and standing in huge lines. But most of all, for some reason, it was the loud music that scared me. I wanted to hide from it as quickly as possible. Also, it seemed very strange to me that people would ask me how I was doing, but when I started to tell them my life story, they didn't listen to me at all. How silly. They asked, didn't they? However, I really liked the internet. But when I started using it, I ran into some scammers. They stole all the money from my dad's account that I'd been saving in there for 20 years. Can you believe it? I was so ashamed. I even tried to lie about having nothing to do with it. You think the money disappeared on its own? Dad frowned. Of course. The internet is so unpredictable and confusing. But in the end, Dad cracked me up and only scolded me for lying to him. That's how we ended up with no money. I was insanely ashamed of what I'd done, and I wanted to give my father back all his savings. But how? I don't know how to do anything. I didn't even go to school. They probably wouldn't hire me without it. However, good luck turned to me. One day, I met the very same gin in a store. The girl recognized me and apologized for the way I'd been treated so rudely. And then, she made me a lucrative offer. Since we looked so much alike, we could do a couple's photo shoot. That would be awesome. The PR people would come up with a story about missing twins who meet up years later. But that's a lie. I objected. Yeah, but why do we care? They'll pay a lot. That's all that matters. Do you agree? Of course I said yes. After all, our family needed the money. But I really didn't like modeling. Everyone yelled at me. They were always pulling my hair. And I had to pose for hours at a time. Oh, it was exhausting. Jin, on the other hand, was happy with everything. She once told me that we were making a lot of money now, and she was giving half of it to me. But then I found out by chance that she wasn't giving me half of what she earned, but only a third. 
Even she lied to me. Although I trusted her, told her about the problems in the family. But Jin was devoid of empathy, and she cared more about making money than about my trouble. After that, I quit my job, even though I needed the money. Our family would get by somehow, but I wasn't going to put up with the lie, because I knew that if you've been cheated once, then they would cheat you the second and third time. My parents, learning about this situation, supported me, and then made an appointment to see a psychologist, because every day in the big city, I was getting worse and worse. Thanks to therapy, I stopped being afraid of music, big buildings, and the strange people that were all around me. And I finally started using the subway, and I even felt comfortable there. The subway was underground. It reminded me remotely of my home bunker. Later, when our family had money, my parents hired me a homeschooling teacher, so I wouldn't look too stupid at 17. That's how drastically my life changed when I came out of the bunker. I'm used to it now, and I remember my past adventures with laughter. How would you feel in the big city after living in isolation? Write your answers in the comments, click the bell so you don't miss new stories, and like this video! Hi everyone, my name is Sue, and animals like me very much because I understand their language. In fact, this is not an innate gift. Soon you will know where I learned it. When I was about seven, I realized that I could understand animals and vice versa. My parents and I were visiting friends of our family. They lived in a huge farmhouse. Of course, I could not resist the rabbits, horses, and the baby chicks, so I hung out with them almost all day. Once, I realized that a watchdog named Wind had been having a headache for a pretty long time already, and he asked me to take him to the vet. How could I understand that? I have no idea. Telepathically, I guess? I could have taken it for a childish fantasy and simply ignored the dog's complaints, but I decided to tell the adults about the dog's problem. My parents gave me a very strange look and felt awkward. It didn't seem funny for their friends, though. They started asking me for how long he'd been suffering from pain and why he hadn't told them about it before. And how was this dog supposed to tell them about it? But that was not the point. It turned out that about a month ago, the owners noticed something strange in Wynn's behavior. This kind and even-tempered dog turned into an aggressive badass. Moreover, he behaved like that not only with the other animals, but also with the owners who attributed everything to the poor fellow's age. That night, they took Wynn to the vet, who delivered the verdict. The dog was healthy. He was very surprised when the owner insisted on examining the dog's head. As a result, Wynn was diagnosed with a very serious and unpleasant disease, but it was successfully cured. He keeps guarding the farm and is very thankful for my help. By the way, the horses on that farm asked to tell the owner that they did not like the new feed, and they asked for the old one back. I was a complete stranger to them, and I had no idea what they were being fed with, and I never wanted to know that. However, I was right even about that. The new feed appeared in the stable less than a week ago, and the horses could barely eat it. After that, I decided to contact the animals more often in order to find out if I could understand them for real, and what such communication could really bring. 
But my decision was not that important because cats, dogs, and even birds came to me on their own will and shared their problems and thoughts. One day, a cat named Martin came up to me on the street. He went out for a walk. He told me to change my route because there was something scary going on in front of the bank. He told me there were a lot of police. Some women were shouting and children were crying. I didn't want to ruin my plans because of the cat. I was in a huge hurry for my friend's birthday party, so I just kept walking. Martin trailed behind me, grumbling that women were very stubborn and that our logic was twisted. He asked me to change my mind and go back, and I asked him to back off and do his own thing. When I finally got to the bank, I heard shots and saw that the street was surrounded by police. I actually heard women and children crying. I whipped around, grabbed Martin, and ran away. We sat in the nearest alley, and I decided to ask him how we communicated. Could he explain it to me? He said that this was his first time, too. Normally, people could not understand him at all. Martin and I became friends after that. When he went for a walk, he dropped in and called on me. We could wander about the streets and talk about life for hours. We often met other cats who were very surprised that I could understand the cat language. By the way, cats have their own mindset and they are all very different, just like people. They can be open and kind, but they can also be feisty and aggressive. I don't know how, but soon the journalists found out about me and decided to interview me. They asked if I knew where I got this ability from and when I found out about it. I replied that I did not know, but most likely it was just my feature. I couldn't wait for my interview to come. I wanted to see myself on TV and record the broadcast to remember it. I also told all my friends and acquaintances on which channel and what time the program would be, so I was not the only one who couldn't wait for it. And there it was, the long-awaited broadcast, which immediately surprised me with its name. The topic of the show was Experience Stress Revealed Her Incredible Ability. Hmm, that's strange. What stress were they talking about? I didn't remember telling them anything like that. In fact, I never complained about my life because I thought that I was very lucky with my parents. I thought maybe there was going to be an additional story in the show. When the show started, I was shocked right away because there was a photo of a little girl in a doghouse in the opening. Have they really decided to make me a laughingstock by comparing me to a dog? I thought and started to worry about how that would make me look to my friends. However, the reality was much worse. At the very beginning of the show, the TV host started to tell a story about little Sue who had experienced great stress. She was three when tragedy struck. Her father was killed in a shootout, and her mother took her little daughter to a village where they started to live in a small private house. Nobody knew what happened to her mother when she disappeared, but one day Sue was found in a doghouse together with a stray dog and her puppies. The girl turned into Mowgli, and she was likely to have spent a pretty long time with the animals. She used to eat with them from the bowl that the stray dog brought and used to sleep together with them on the ground. When people found her, she was scared. She did not speak at all, and she was very dirty. However, she got along well with dogs. Have you already guessed that it's about me? I did not believe it at first. I was hoping it was not me, but some other girl. 
But yes, it was about me. And then a reporter said that soon after I had been sent to the orphanage, people came to adopt me. Those were my current parents. They taught me to eat using silverware, talk, and sleep on the bed. I managed to catch up with the children of my age in terms of developmental level. I learned how to use modern conveniences, but I kept feeling comfortable with animals. It turned out that I had always been like this. And even when I realized that I could understand animals and vice versa, my parents were not surprised at all because I had been raised by animals for some time. They always knew about that, but they did not tell me anything about it, just as they hid my origin from me. I never thought that I was adopted. That was a real shock for me. After the show, my phone was ringing off the hook. I got a pile of messages from my friends and classmates asking me what it all meant. They even felt sorry for me. At that time, I was not ready to answer any questions and simply turned off my phone. But I had a lot of questions for my parents. They also saw the show, but at that time they were at work, so they came home with a prepared speech. They confirmed the words of the reporter that I was just like Mowgli. They admitted that I was adopted and that I used to live with dogs. And they said that they had no idea that the journalists would do such a deep dive. They were hoping to keep the secret of my origin at least until the legal age. And then my mom and dad asked me to forgive them. To be honest, I didn't understand why I should forgive them. I wasn't angry at them. I just wanted to know the details of my early childhood and about my life before I became part of this family. And of course, I was dying to know where my mother was. My parents agreed to help me find her, but unfortunately, that turned out to be impossible. She was still listed as missing. We found out only that she used to work as a dog handler until my father died. It meant that I got that love for animals not only because I was close to them, but also genetically from my biological mother. By the way, after the show, people started asking me to talk to their pets and help understand them. It began to bring me some money. Sometime after the show, a lot of people simply turned away from me, but some kept supporting me and I needed time to digest the information received and make it clear in my head. The news was very sudden and unexpected. However, I've recently realized that I cannot change the past, and it's good that I don't remember anything from my early childhood. But if I have a unique opportunity to understand animals, I must use it. Maybe this is my chance to become famous and to make my contribution to science. Would you like to understand the language of animals? And if you had such an ability, how would you use it? Share your answers in the comments. Also, like this video and subscribe to our channel. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters. Because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but 
If you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.